So I was on the on the way here and uh, was listening to the Wall Street Journal um, podcast with uh, Bill McGurn and Kim Strassel, and they were discussing the, the hearing that happened last week on D.C. statehood. And you and I have both lived in D.C. and spent a lot of time there. I spend most summers there, and uh, and it just it was really an interesting take in that they were discussing all the arcane historical constitutional issues with pursuing D.C. statehood. And I thought they had missed a really important part of how D.C. operates, and that is the budget of Washington, D.C. needs to be approved by the federal government. It needs to be actually voted on by Congress. And the reason is, is that it's an entity that doesn't really have any industry. Right. It doesn't really have a tax base other than companies and and uh, people that are there to serve the interests of the federal government or get something or get something for the federal government and and so and so even if it were to be somehow magically become a state so that democrats can get two extra senators to do their bidding it doesn't solve the issue that dc as an entity as a city is a dysfunctional place it would be the smallest state by far. Oh, geographically, completely. Right? I mean, be, it would be the second smallest population wise. I think it'd be. It's still. It probably has a population that would be around seven hundred thousand. Is what I I heard which on which is about the population of Wyoming, right, Alex? Seven hundred thousand. Yeah. No, they're like under a hundred thousand. Wyoming? Yeah. No, no. more than a hundred thousand. Yeah. Yeah, but. But it would, but it'd be. I mean, I think of the just the geographic part of of DC. That's a tiny, tiny little state. And then, um, I'm right. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> you might have been thinking of Cheyenne. Alex spent some time in Wyoming. Or, or Jackson. I yeah, love Jackson. Had a, had a, we, we can get. We can talk about that some other time. Yeah. <laughs> love Jackson. Shout out to Jackson. Shout out to Jackson. Um, not Jackson, Mississippi. No, Jackson, Wyoming. Jackson, Jackson Hole. Yeah. Um, I, I don't, I mean, I get the arguments of people who live there on why they, you know, the whole, I mean, license plates say no taxation without representation. It's the whole, you know. The yeah, but, that, but that's, I mean, apparently with the 23rd Amendment, that's not entirely true. They've been able to, they can vote on their city government mm-hmm. and they have a vote for president. Yep. But, That's right. But at the same time, you and I, our representatives, have to approve their budget. Right. Yes or which, no. Which is and, always... And it's in D.C., for the better part of its history over the last 40 years, except, I mean, take away the last probably 15, has been a mess. Yeah, it's generally a mess. I mean, yeah. the budget's been a mess. Yeah. And, and D.C. itself has been challenging. It is challenging. Again, it was, you know, under... Obama's presidency, as you, you've mentioned this before, over, over under Obama's presidency and Trump's presidency, you saw a remarkable gentrification. Yes. Um, the city has changed. And, and, and reinvestment in the city, which was all good. Yeah. Which was all good. And reinvestment in the federal buildings. I mean, you used to go into the old executive office building, and it was old and gray and yeah. dismal and 
and not entirely up to, up to speed, and they've they've done a tremendous job. The building, and that happened under Obama. Yeah, the building they need to get rid of is the FBI building, the Hoover building. It's just awful. It's terrible. There's no uh, no, no argument one. here. Would, my wife used to have her her condo was uh, just a block away from there, and so I used to walk by it all the time. But anyway, and I mean, I had a condo that was just literally just north of on uh i was at ninth and h or ninth and g ninth okay and g. you're you're near um well uh chinatown yeah that. i yeah. could well, you know look out my which, window and see which chinatown. when when we were doing internships and getting our political <laughs> you, didn't you didn't go you, to you didn't go to chinatown <laughs> you didn't you didn't walk around that area until they put the verizon center in there which right. is now something else and and that area changed and that the only areas that were even worth going to back in like the late 80s, early 90s was Northwest. That's where you kind of tried to stay. And now it's completely changed. Let me pose a question. Do you think that if the Democrats had a 55 to 45 majority in the Senate that they'd be talking about? No. No. It's all because of the closeness of the... Yeah, it's all all about trying to ram through an agenda that they, they say they believe in. And... Why is D.C. more important to them than Puerto Rico for statehood? I think it's because they're there. They're, they hear it all the time. You know, they, they live, most of them probably live there. And so they think it's an easy pick. But I think it's, I, this is where, where I agreed with Kim and Bill. It's a much more difficult pick. And uh, actually, I had a conversation about Puerto Rico yesterday uh, with a friend of mine, with my co-chair of uh, YPO Inside Washington, Steve Kupka, who actually is doing a tr- tremendous amount of work in Puerto Rico. And what he, the argument he made is, don't think that Puerto Rico is just Democratic. It's just a Democrat vote. It's not. The representative right now is Republican. The governor has been a Republican. So it's, and, and they're, they're, it's a completely different place than, than what you might think. And so the, the argument there that he made back to me, which I had not thought about, was it, it's a choice between statehood and independence. Mm-hmm. And do you really want an independent Puerto Rico in this wash of you know, the Caribbean with all these different actors there that are, that are unsavory? Cuba, you know. Right. And, uh, and, and, and Venezuela's influence there. And, and, and Russia's influence there. Do you really want that? And I was like, you know what? I never really thought about that. He goes, and he said, so don't just, the reason that there's not a big push for Puerto Rico is precisely the fact that it's not guaranteed to be just a democratic to stronghold. Be, to benefit Democrats yeah. only. Yeah. How many, what's the population of Puerto Rico? I think it's like 5 million. So it would be the two senators plus... Four or five congressmen. Yeah, it's it's Congress people. So it's a different. Uh, Alex is checking. What's the what's the population? <laughs> okay, I was off by by two, but still significant. Yeah, way more than DC. Yeah, because DC already has a delegate. Puerto Rico has delegate has a delegate. Yeah, but if we're going to talk about statehood for Puerto Rico, why not the Marinera Islands? Or Guam, Guam. Yeah. Well, and the, I heard I heard this other argument too. Did you, did you know that it's in the Texas state constitution that the 
the the the entity of Texas can divide up into like five or six independent states. Is that right? It, yeah, that they could vote on on statehood within the state and become five or six independent. I, I don't know the number. I'd have to look it up. But it's in their constitution. So what's to keep Texas from saying, okay. <laughs> this just got I mean, interesting. I mean, you can you can just keep going. Well, you know right? who's going to do it after that then? If Texas does that, then California is definitely going to do it. Well, California probably should <laughs> divide up into, into you know, West California and Central California. Yeah. I mean, you'd have you could have. I mean, you want to talk about disenfranchised um, uh, electorate? Just you know, rifle through the San Joaquin Valley of California. Everyone there is frustrated to no end. Hi, this this becomes a very interesting. It does. Well, there's there's always a slippery slope with any type of argument. There's always unintended consequences, and the whole statehood issue is not as clean cut cut as everyone wants well, it's, it's politics at its purest and obviously i would get i would bet that if you had a vote in hawaii that said would you like to remove yourself as a state they might vote yes no oh, um, there's probably some states that would you know in terms of independence yeah so it's 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 always a it's always a bigger question than just one thing yeah. And with D.C. statehood, it's, it, it is a constitutional question. There are huge issues with that. But it also is a budgetary question, which they won't be able to ever overcome even if they were to get independent. Yeah. And it, I, you know, it's just so beyond it. I think the, the amount of the, the growth of the federal government, which has gone so beyond what was anticipated and expected by the founders, they didn't expect the district to be anything more than just where – the national capital was going to be held and you know it was well, basically a you know a, just a apparently plot. you know parts of the district also incorporated what's now arlington county and alexandria that was actually given back to virginia right so the easiest you know if, if this really is about voting rights and about disenfranchised voters then just give the district back to maryland right just give the city back to maryland yeah, because and then I you mean, solve it. It used to be, but it's not. It's really square, about. It's, but then it's they really that stuff back to Virginia, and yeah. they haven't given it back to Maryland. So yeah, it's just really about two extra senators to push yeah. through legislation. Yep. Okay. All right, rant for the day. Rant for the day. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs>